Hello and welcome to the second episode of Pioneer Pigskin, a Utah college football podcast. My name is Eric Jensen and I'm joined today by my regular co-host for this uh, endeavor into just making it worth my while that I slave away and watch lots of, of football behind an audio board and would like to get my takes out there somehow. It is Austin Fazer. Thank you so much for for being a part of this grand experiment, Austin. I really appreciate it. No, I'm flattered you asked, Eric. And as I mentioned on Twitter, um, I think some people might have seen, I I don't know anybody else in the world that loves the combination of podcasting and watching football and giving takes and doing all the stuff more than you. So I'm I'm flattered to be here. Uh, I hope I can keep up. We'll see how it goes. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, I think there's I, th- I really think this is a really exciting time to be talking about college football here in uh, here in Utah. Yeah, it, it certainly is. It's always exciting this time of year. Hopes in the air. Everybody thinks they can do big things in the season. It feels like all three programs are very high on themselves. But this week, well, uh, just to run down how we're going to do this, there won't always be previews. We might just save those for big weeks where big games are happening across the state and, such and as, to be clear this this is a big week week it, zero against yukon this is huge for you yes state. this yeah. is a huge week yes i i figured all all first games are huge weeks even though it is yukon so today we'll be fo- focusing mostly on utah state um next week we'll do a show midweek some point and talk about byu utah state and utah's first week games and then we'll we'll kind of just record on sundays there should be a show out this sunday after the byu uh, after the usu yukon game so that's kind of how this is going to go but let, let's but just get mark it on your calendars everybody who's listening all right yes indeed don't mark miss it. it mark it mark it down there don't miss it they should be out sometime on sunday mornings hopefully uh as the football season gets going hopefully we we can stick with it but austin let's just get through this game there's not much to talk about because uconn is a team in transition they were one of the worst teams in the nation last year they have a new coach jim mora and they haven't even announced who their starting quarterback is going to be this week so we have very limited ideas of what uconn is going to look like we don't really have even box scores to go off of to see who their good players are yet or not so let's let's focus on utah state what what do you think about utah state going into this year are you excited to check out what the aggies have going on this year or do you think they might take a little bit of a step back this year after having such a successful season last year well i think a lot of eyes are on people um around utah state especially after winning the jimmy kimmel la bowl i mean if you want to put your program on the map there's no better way to do that than by winning that bowl game but the, you know the truth is they really did have a great season last year they went 11 and 3 won the mountain west uh, conference championship um so it feels like nationally you know they are getting some respect they're not ranked at the moment but they are receiving votes in both the coaches and the ap poll um, I mean, the, the, the story for Utah State is kind of what it has been when, when things go well for them lately. They have an incredible passing attack. Um, we've seen that um, in the, uh, the, the Jordan Love era. We've seen that in, in years when they have a lot of success. When, when they go to the air, they, they do really well. And I think that's probably what they're hoping to accomplish this year. Obviously, they're going to have to replace guys like Devin Tompkins, Brandon Bowling, Derek Wright. 
Uh, but they do have some some good transfers coming in and uh, also a, a decent returning uh, veteran cast. So uh, I, I I don't anticipate an 11 win season. Uh, just looking at their schedule, looks like there there are a few opportunities for for slip ups there. Um, I think we should see some teams in the Mountain West be a little bit better, have a bounce back year this year. But um, you know, I mean, I mean, it's just going to be such an interesting contrast to start their season because they're going to play. UConn in week zero, who might be the worst team in the country. Uh, and then right after that, they're going to turn around and, and play at Alabama. So that'll be a very uh, interesting shift for Utah State. I think we're they're going to really see how big the difference between the worst and first best teams in the country are better than anybody. I think that's kind of a funny storyline. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I think another thing to keep an eye on is just Logan Bonner early in, in the year. He's coming off a pretty serious knee injury in the bowl game. Um, UConn, hopefully, the pass rush is held pretty much at bay for them. But Alabama then brings in arguably the best pass rush in the nation with a guy like Will Anderson projected to be a Heisman winner. Maybe yeah. the first pick of the NFL draft next year. So it it just seems like there's a, a lot that could happen early on in the season. I hope that they can keep Logan Bonner upright and healthy. Uh, you mentioned the wide receivers. I I feel good about their wide receiving core. They, they bring in some new guys. Brian Cobbs was a guy I produced the coaches show last night. Heard him talk. He seems like a really good guy. And uh someone who has a really good connection with Logan Bonner, the two are roommates. So I would expect there might be an early connection between Logan Bonner and Brian Cobbs, but a guy Brian Cobbs brought up that when asked, you know, what, what's a receiver that someone's not talking about as much. He, he brought up the name Xavier Williams. And I brought this up in our last podcast, Xavier Williams, a guy that went to Alabama Nick Saban has just done a tremendous job of recruiting wide receivers over the past five years. And then sending one to Utah State. So thank you very much, Nick Saban. Yes. So I, I trust that Xavier Williams is going to be a part of the offense and be pretty good as well. And then you have guys like Justin McGriff, who are a senior, who's who's been there, who knows the offense, who can kind of be a leader in that room. I, I am not concerned about the wide receivers. I just – I haven't been for – a little while now it seems like they've got that put together what what i what what i am a little bit concerned about is you know the guys they have at cornerback johnny carter moving there from safety and then michael Anyawu uh as well i you know the secondary was not the best last year they they put up some kind of poor numbers in their performances in 2021 and it'll be almost 400 yards a game by the way so yes yeah it'll be interested to see how how they rebound this year so I, I I really do think that that's a big thing to watch but I like their safety tandem I like Hunter Reynolds he was pretty good for them last year and I like the Miami transfer Gervin Hall which you you don't often see guys that were starting from Miami for Miami leave Miami but because of a coaching change he did so I think it's very interesting to see what happens with 
that Aggie secondary. I think it's a big question mark this year. If they can play well, I think that that's a huge boost to the team because I think the offense is going to be able to score points. It's just a matter of can the defense contain people. Yeah, no, I just want to touch on something you've kind of put together little by little there. It's it's really interesting to see kind of how Utah State's evolved and become built up the the depth they have. Um, I think their their recruiting plan has always been kind of interesting. They've always kind of been the third dog at the bowl, so to speak, behind BYU and, and Utah locally, kind of get it whatever's left over there. Maybe they could tell a kid, you know, they could have a better chance of playing right away. But the fact that they have like some solid transfers from some really incredible programs, you know, you talked about the guy from Alabama, talked about Brian Cobbs from Maryland, and then again with uh, Gervin Hall from Miami. Uh, the way the Utah State's getting put together is so interesting. And the depth that they're building there is, is, I think, pretty fascinating. Like, consider this question that I that I asked myself this morning, Eric. Okay, I woke up, I got my breakfast, I did all the things that I do to get ready for my day, and it occurred to me not only is Logan Bonner returning for Utah State, they also have uh, L.A. Bull MVP Cooper Legless uh, coming back to to back Cooper him Lega. up. Lega. Lega, excuse me. The, no worries. I hope I hope the the Cooper fanatics don't come after me after that, but um. It occurred to me, like, I've just, like, tried to think, when was the last time Utah State had that solid of depth at the most important position in the game, quarterback? It, it It's really kind of interesting how, how well-stocked they are at the moment. And they actually believe they run three deep. They brought in Wyoming yeah. quarterback Levi Williams as well. And Levi Williams was really good last year. He was a really good passer. Wyoming had some moments last year in the Pac-12 as a, as a football program. And, you know, they, they're kind of in a new phase right now. I don't think they'll be as good this year. But to have Levi Williams in there as your third stringer, potentially, you know, Blake Anderson also last night mentioned that you might see Levi Williams in certain packages this year. You might sure. see Cooper Laga in super in, in certain packages last year. And last year with a guy like Andrew Peasley, they were really, really really keen on sometimes playing a two quarterback system where they rotated guys in and out and used their quarterbacks in different ways. And I think that's something Blake Anderson has never really shied away from. And I think that could definitely be something we see in this game. And also it's UConn. I I think there's a chance the Aggies have a big 20 to 30 point lead at halftime. And if that's the case, I think we'll see two different quarterbacks in this game. No, absolutely. I think this game should be over with quick. Um, I, I'm I'm glad the Aggies don't have to make that cross-country trek for UConn. I think that would be a huge waste of time. Um, I think I mentioned that they're rated as one of the worst teams in the country, even with uh, Jim Mora, who led probably the most unmemorable season in Seattle Seahawks history in my lifetime uh, not too long ago as the head coach. But um, yeah, right now it looks like the Vegas is saying Utah State should win by 28 or so. Um, I'll probably take the uh, the the under on that. I'll probably take UConn in the spread just to make things a little more fun. But um, yeah, it, it should be over with quick, and then they're gonna have to turn around and get ready for Alabama. And I think that that situation is gonna be pretty fascinating. I like incorporating gambling lines into this. Uh into this podcast is that is kind of a major part of college football uh i'll go the opposite way i do think that 
Utah, I know that 27 is a huge number, but I really do think Utah State can cover it. If yeah. I had to place a bet, I think I'd be betting Utah State minus 27. That's just yeah. Me. Hey, let, let's let's do that, Eric. Let's call it a friendly wager between you and I. Perfect. Uh, we'll we'll put like a like a lunch on the line for that. Um, but yeah, I, I mean it's 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 gonna be an ugly game. Um, but I, I think overall when you look at Utah State's season, I think you could very well make the the argument that they might be the most entertaining team to watch in, in the state. If if you're a fan of of high scoring, fan of offense, I think they've they've earned the right to to stake that claim as a, a high flying team that uh can put points on the board quickly. Very, they're very explosive. Yes. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out on Saturday. So both of us both agree Utah State is winning this game. Let's do maybe a score prediction. I'll go first. Sure. I think Please. Utah State wins 45 to 17. I'm going to agree with your total for Utah State 45 and because I said I was going to take the uh the spread on UConn I'm going to give UConn another touchdown so 45 to 24 all right both both those scores seem like they're likely so we'll be interested to see how that all plays out make sure you're writing this down Eric because there's no way I'm going to remember yeah no way I'll remember either uh but you know I think we'll we'll remember that we were on different sides this week right all right well, this was a lot of fun, Austin, and I know this was a shorter podcast, but I'm hoping to keep these shorter because that's what, you know, people have shorter attention spans. And that's what... no kidding. I'm dying. I, what did we, what were we talking about again? <laughs> that's what people uh, listen to these days. We were talking about Utah State and UConn, obviously, uh, but we will be back on Sunday at some point, probably Sunday morning and uh, talk about how this game played out, some standout players from both teams. And then next week, in the middle of the week, maybe we'll record two episodes on Sunday and I'll put out one later. Uh, we will preview week one of the college football season, but week zero is here and a Utah team is playing. So college football has arrived, folks. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at Endzone Pod. You can follow me on Twitter at Eric Jensen Sport. Um, Austin, where can people find whatever you want to plug? Um, yeah, my dad and I, Dirk Facer, still are doing the podcast where we revamped the website. Um, this is the place sports.com. Um, you can follow me on Twitter. Um, I don't always tweet about sports stuff. I make kind of senseless social commentary as well. But if that's your thing, uh, feel free to take a look. It's at Austin Facer. So, Anyway, yeah, thanks for having me, Eric. This was a lot of fun. Absolutely. All right, we will see you all on Sunday. Thank you for listening. Peace out.